The Lord be with you and also with you. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Dearly beloved, the worship service this day, liturgy, music, homily, and sacrament are offered in the praise of Almighty God for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of service and leadership in our midst, and as the Spirit moves come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray together. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be, belt, shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, 
the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 72 with the Antiphon.
Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days, may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May his glory fill the whole earth. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, "'You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come?' 
bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his thrashing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. To get to Bethlehem each year, we have to walk at least once down by the River Jordan. It is cold outside down here along the banks of the roiling river of life. It is uncomfortable outside down here along the banks of the rushing river of truth. It is dark outside down here along the existential river of soul, of salvation, of all that is sacred, and there is more. The river, especially the Jordan, is a symbol of the edge, the end, the last things, the purpose of life, the end of time. Says Ecclesiastes, all rivers run to the sea, but the sea is not full. Our beloved Antonio Machado, whose verse strangely comes back after years of wandering, says the same. Nuestras vidas son los rios que van a dar a la mar. For down by the river, we hear John the Baptist. To get to Bethlehem each year, we have to walk down by the River Jordan. Here, lurking and skulking and sliding about in the dark recesses of the heart, here is a voice crying in the wilderness. It is the voice of conscience. The voice of him who crieth in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Down, down, down by the river. John rankles and offends because he challenges us to start over. He is dressed in camel's hair, the rudest of clothes. He eats locusts and wild honey. Here is a voice. Not pretty image, not contrived appearance, not considered attire, but voice. Not face, but voice. John in the dark, cowering along the caves of the riverbed, crying out. His is the voice of conscience by which we are brought outside of ourselves and made to hear what we may not want to hear. And there is more. His voice reverberates today down by the river, so let's go outside. Let's go down and let's listen to him on our way to Bethlehem. Speaking through our conscience, the Baptist illumines our minds, strengthens our hands, and warms our hearts. His discourse, his teaching, guides us toward today's sacrament and the very sacrament of every one day. That is, before we lay our gifts at the manger altar, we will want the chill challenge of a thoughtful thinking faith. 
In the long run, what is not true cannot be good, though it may be news. John the Baptist comes around at least once a year to remind us so. We can be thankful for those laboring at night and during the day in the lonely libraries and cubicles and offices nearby upon this campus to stretch our understanding that it may embrace our faith which is seeking that same understanding. Theology matters. Not long ago, many of us had the joy and privilege to listen at a faculty retreat to some of the newest, youngest adventures and thoughtful reflection on faith. Words from the wise, words to the wise. One young biblical scholar reminded us, the Christian Bible has never been stable. Each book and collection has undergone a long process of transmission and reception that continues to this day. The Bible remains a living document, preserving not only a diverse body of texts, but also the priorities of those who have transmitted it. One young psychologist of religion reminded us, We are disposed to misunderstand. We live in a pluriverse, a conversation across the boundaries of different lands. We witness the inevitable but not necessary collapse of ambiguity into certainty. Sometimes, especially when we're trying truly to distinguish cruelty from care, we need a sense of ambiguity. We may need to return again and again to Nicholas of Cusa and the doctrine of learned ignorance. One young historian reminded us of the central role women have played in global missions, saying, Empathy is like oxygen. When you feel somebody experience you deeply, it's like air, like oxygen. One young philosophical theologian reminded us, As we look at religious experience, we have to hold ourselves accountable to empirical research. And at the last, an older, wiser teacher reminded this academic circle of an academic peril. You know, he said, sometimes mistakenly we think that if you can get it down on paper, you don't have to live it through in life. Some of you will have had the benefit of those who showed by example how to think about faith, how faithfully to think. We want to live in our own version of the memory Tony Jute had of Manhattan decades ago. Manhattan in those decades, he wrote, was the crossroads where original minds lingered. We could hear his sentence as ecclesiology. So to the church, a crossroads where original minds linger. This autumn, It may be our learning has been on the street, not in the library, in the culture, not in the school, in the meaning of what things mean. This, our theme in Advent, our Advent 2016 Fordable River, the meaning of what things mean. When I use a word, said Humpty Dumpty in a rather scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. The question is, said Alice, whether you can make words mean so many different things. What you say you meant in all sincerity. 
by a word, a choice, a sermon, or a vote, is not in any significant measure what your word, choice, sermon, or vote means. Its meaning is in its impact, not in its intention. Its meaning is in its effect, not in its sentiment. It means what it does to others. My sister cried when I said something to her. I was playing. But mom, I didn't mean to hurt her. I didn't mean it that way. I'm sure you didn't, Bobby. Now you go to your room. No supper. You may not have meant it to hurt, let's be generous, but hurt it did. Words, acts, deeds, votes have their meaning in the future they create, not in some sentiment of the heart. We are responsible, especially the preacher, not for what we say, but what, for what we are heard to say. What you meant by that vote is not what it means. What it means is what it does. There is no way, that is, in living the Christian gospel to normalize demagoguery, not in its racist dimension, not in its mistreatment of women, not in its denigration of color, difference, globe, disability, or otherness. Demagoguery from any position deserves and must receive nothing but condemnation, contempt, and resistance. There is no way in announcing the gospel of grace or of living it to normalize such, or at least saith John the Baptist. Then, too, your hands are touching and helping others. Our students, for many years, engaged in a citywide crop walk to combat world hunger, as a visit this week of a 2011 graduate, Tyler Sitt, recalled. Our Methodist Fellowship has worked over many years at the Cooper Mission in Roxbury. Our partnership with the university and with Habitat for Humanity once built a, f- a full house. That is, as a congregation, you continue to support the needs of others through the Boston Food Pantry and many other missions. In short, hands-on forms of service continue to thrive here at Marsh Chapel thanks to the lay leadership offered in these many areas. What we love, we should love ardently. Service helps us ground our faith in action and thereby protects us from betraying the life into which we have been called. Tragedy is to betray the life into which you have been called, or the profession into which you have been called, or the calling into which you have been called. Our current generation of students excels at participatory service ministry and teaches its value by example. So this Advent, for example, our students have said to us, we invite you to consider collecting items for donation to populations in need, specifically for local food banks, homeless shelters, children's charities, and disaster relief. For those of you in the Boston area, 
we encourage you to bring your donations to Marsh Chapel at the end of each week, and we will deliver them at each of the following nonprofit organizations Greater Boston Food Bank, Pine Street Inn, Cradles to Crans, and the United Methodist Committee on Relief. Head and hands, mind and service, finally rely on the heart. In the winter, we learn to stay warm. Warmth, warmth, warmth. We are dying of cold, not of darkness. It is not the night that kills. It is the frost. So unamuno. At night, our eyes are sharpened to see shapes in the shadows. When we experience diminishment, we also hold more closely those things which mean most to us. With age comes wisdom. Most of our ministry these years has been in snow, in smaller assignments, little churches. The snow fell often on afternoons given over to sharing the gospel one by one. What a privilege! Would that, would that more and better and sooner would soon heed the invitation to ministry. At the kitchen table, over coffee, in a parking lot, within a small office, at the hospital, at school, with lunch, in a nursing home, in the barn at dusk, milking time, in the sugar house, on a tractor, or in a pastoral visit of the following sort. Snow swirled that day as the nursing home hove into view. Gladys deserved a call on the line between life and death, and the preacher came prepared, or so he thought. Would you like to pray with me? Would would you like me to pray with you, Gladys? Oh, it's not necessary. Of course, I love all the prayers of the church, particularly, particularly now that I see little. Those I carry in memory from our old liturgy mean so much, but no, I'm, I'm fine. Well, perhaps you would like to hear the Psalms. My grandmother appreciated them, read as she, uh, as she uh, you mean as she lay dying? Yes. Oh, it's not necessary. I mean, I do love the Psalms and was lucky to have them taught rote to me at church camp so that they rest on my memory like goodness and mercy all the days of my life. But no, I'm, I'm fine. Well, I know that you sang in the choir. Would you like some of the hymns recited for you? Oh, that's not necessary. I do so love music. I can sing the hymns from memory to myself at night. I found my faith singing, you know. It just seems so real when we would sing when we were younger, around the piano, around the campfire, around the church. I knew in my heart, I knew whom I could trust. But no, I'm, I'm fine. I brought you communion in this old traveling kit. Would you like communion? 
Oh, that's not necessary. We, we can have communion if you like. It is so meaningful to me. I can feel my husband right at my side, knee to knee, when I receive. After he died, I could not hear anything that was said in your sermons for so long because my heart hurt so loud. But I still could get grace in those years in communion. But no, I'm I'm fine. So the snow was falling as it does in ministry in our region, the north. That blanket of snow, blanket of proximate mortality, blanket of grace. Snow on snow, flake on flake. Just like a preacher, he thought, nothing to offer but to stand and wait and wring the hands. Gladys, is there anything that I could bring you today? Well, as a matter of fact, there is. Tell me about our church. I've been out of worship for so long. How is the church doing this Christmas? Are the children coming and being taught to give their money to others? And what of the youth? Are they in church and skating and sledding and hay riding and falling in love? Tell me about the UMW and their mission goal. Did they make it? A dollar means so little to us and so much in Honduras. Tell me about the building. Are the trustees preparing for another generation? It's so easy to defer maintenance. What about the choir? Are they singing from faith to faith? And tell me about your preaching and the superintendent and the general superintendent. What is going to happen to our little church? Tell me, please, tell me about our church. That is where I have found all my life meaning, depth, love. That's what you can bring to me today. Speaking through our conscience, the Baptist illumines our minds, strengthens our hands, and warms our hearts. His discourse, his teaching guides us toward today's sacrament and the very sacrament of every one day. As Howard Thurman wrote, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, heal the broken, feed the hungry, release the prisoner, rebuild the nations, bring peace among peoples, and make music in the heart. Amen.
please be seated. Good morning. We welcome you again to Marsh Chapel during this season of anticipation and preparation. Thank you for being a part of our community, whether you are here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue or listening via the radio or internet broadcasts. For those of you seated here in the pews, we encourage you to take part in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red pads found along the center aisle. This helps us get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. Today is Communion Sunday. We invite all who participate, uh, all to participate in taking communion if you so choose. Wine will be offered on the pulpit side, on the side I'm standing on, and grape juice will be offered on the lectern side. A healing prayer station will be available to those who uh, would like it um, underneath the first set of windows on the pulpit side. We invite everyone to join us for our monthly potluck luncheon in the marsh room downstairs after the service. And today, in addition to our normal offerings, the marsh associates here at the chapel will be hosting an advent party with a hot chocolate bar, cookie decorating, Jeopardy, uh, ornament crafting, and advent wreath making. So please join us after the service for that. Um, following that, this afternoon at 3 p.m. here in the sanctuary are, is our blue Christmas service. We welcome all who find the Christmas season a particularly difficult time of year to share in song, scripture, prayer, candlelight, reflection, and the solace and hope of knowing that we are not alone. The end of the semester signals a busy time here at the chapel. I have quite a few more announcements, so please stay with me. Uh, tomorrow evening is our final Religion on Tap gathering for graduate students at the BU Pub at 7.30 p.m. Uh, the first drink is on us, so please join us for that. Um, uh, Wednesday at 11.45 a.m. at 75 Bay State Road, Dean Hill will be leading a seminar on faith in the city through the BU Initiative on Cities. All are welcome to attend that discussion. On Friday evening, we will host the university service of Lessons and Carols here in the nave at 6 p.m. The service will be offered again Sunday morning at 11 a.m. with our Dean's Holiday Open House at the BU Castle following the service. During the season of Advent, we are grateful to those of you who are giving of their time and material goods as mentioned in today's sermon. For those participating in our Advent devotional, we invite you to bring suggested donation to that chapel office. I was pleasantly surprised this morning when I walked in. Thank you so much um, if you have contributed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we invite you to sign up for our email, uh, Advent devotional, A Season of Giving, uh, which is available on the chapel website. Here with another way to be giving of your time and in a spirit of service is Marsh Associate Denise Stone with an announcement. Hello. Um, so this Advent season, we will be exchanging Christmas cards and wishes with members of our community. Um, this is a simple way to reach out to one another as we journey through this season. So if you are interested in participating, please come and talk to me. Um, I have chapel stationery and um, a list of names of members and we can match you with a pen pal and it'll be really great. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Additionally, if you are interested in signing a 101st birthday card for Faith Richardson, please see Ray Bouchard in the chapel office after the service. 
Upcoming in the next few weeks here at the chapel, those who are interested in formal affiliation with the chap chapel may re be received as chapter members on December 18th. Please see the bulletin for more details on that. And we hope that you and a friend will join us on Christmas Eve for services either at 1 p.m. or at 7.30 p.m. on December 24th. And finally, uh, we invite your generous financial support for Marsh Chapel for 2017. Consider endowing the deanship a $4 million gift. Consider a pledge. Cards are available um, for use at the offertory. They were in your bulletin today. To estimate for our planning your 2017 giving, consider a planned gift or will or bequest with help from Sharon Wheeler in the development office at BU. Consider a percentage of income gift from 1% up to 10% as a new discipline in 2017. We so appreciate your support. For the opportunity for online giving, please visit bu.edu slash chapel where you can also find out more information about upcoming events and news. Now, as the ushers wait upon us for the offertory, please remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
for the work before us, the fellowship among us, thy love that surrounds us, we offer thee thanks and praise. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts and lift them up. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations you scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation you put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree you fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send empty away your own son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel your presence with us He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, We offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, 
with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Bless us, O Lord, all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen, the evening comes, the busy world is hushed, the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then in thy mercy grant us, we ask, a safe rest, a happy lodging, and peace at the last, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. 